Happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob Foster with episode number 249 of Shut Up and Grind. Where we're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and inspiring you to clear whatever, whatever is blocking your path to what you really want to get out of this life. And what's going on right here on top of my head, that's going to bother me for the next 40 minutes, but I'll have to get over it. I've been having green screen issues lately, but I like my background, so you got to take the bad with the good. All right, so if you join me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, because you don't want to keep this good information to yourself, especially if you know you yourself or you know someone that's struggling with pain. This is the episode that they want to check out. If you're joining me over on Facebook, same thing. Please like and share. I tried to get verified on Facebook today, and apparently I don't meet the criteria. I guess having a podcast that spans 46 countries isn't good enough. So I guess we'll try again in 30 days and see where that takes us. But thank you all for your continued support. I appreciate it. And if you would like to support the show, those of us up here in these cold weather states, it's getting chilly already. Had ice on my windshield this morning, and we're only one month into fall, and we're already getting ice. But we have hoodies. So we have a black one here. It says it never gets easier. You get stronger. And, of course, I have the Shut Up and Grind. You can find all that shutupandgrindgear.com. And I have a whole whole apparel line at that site. So if you want support, thank you. Appreciate you. All right. So today we're talking about does aging have to come with pain? And at 48, I think I'm going to have some, some input to put in here. Because there are some days where stuff just hurts just because. Like I overheard someone in, like, their late 20s, I want to say. This was a couple months ago. I told them, oh, my God, I'm getting old. I'm like, how are you getting old? And it's like, oh, well, the other day I was doing X, Y, Z, and they hurt themselves. I said, stop right there. If you know what hurt you, you can't claim being old. Because there were days you just roll out of bed and stuff just hurts. <laughs> so my guest today is a doctor of naturopathic medicine. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, she'll correct me when she comes on. And we're going to talk about pain management in non-traditional and natural ways. So... Let me welcome Dr. Amy Novotny to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Robert. It's appreci- I appreciate you having me here. And I just want to make sure I'm, I'm honest about what I do. It's so I have a doctorate in physical therapy, but I've switched over into um, working with people with pain, um, nervous system, those types of things. So I just want to make sure okay. we're on that. Just want to be honest and upfront. So appreciate that. You appreciate yeah. that. All right. So where, where are you joining me from? So currently I'm in Portland, Oregon. I travel often around the country, so I'm in different places quite often. Portland, Oregon, what, what types of travels? Oh, I travel for speaking at different events, attending different events, mastermind groups, um, those types of things. I'm in about five or six different masterminds, and so I speak at these events, help people, and attend and speak at conferences as well. Nice. What's, what's your signature speech? So it's usually people want to know about how to calm their stress, anxiety, insomnia, get rid of get rid of chronic pain by changing the way their nervous system operates and how well they can control that. So a lot of times that we are just going through our daily life and we exist in this fight or flight high alert mode and we think that we're just resigned to that and we have no control over it. So most people are quite shocked that they can learn to have some control over that so that they can get themselves out of chronic pain or avoid a major surgery, whether it's back surgery, a joint replacement, neck surgery, shoulder surgery, knee surgery, whatever it is. So most people are pretty shocked about that. And when they learn they can control that, they get pretty excited. So they usually want to hear and hear me speak more and teach more. 
So let me ask you, how much of it do you think is attributed to placebo? With people just thinking about it so much that it intensifies. Because I know with me, I'll have, say, something going on, you know, my shoulder or whatever. And then I get out on the basketball court and I start playing and I feel nothing. Um, I don't think a lot of it's placebo, actually. Um, everything I do, there's a reason and I can prove it to people and have them change their position, create pain, have them change their position, get out of pain, have them feel their nervous system, release the muscles on the joint and have them release the pain. So I don't think it's just when people say it's all in your head, I don't believe that at all. I've And I used to be, when I worked in a clinic, instead of doing everything virtual, I used to be sent the worst of the worst cases. And I was sent people that were considered malingering. So that's when a doctor thinks they're just making it up. Okay. And every single person I was sent who was a malingerer, um, they had true, they had true pain. And as soon as we shifted them out of the fight or flight mode, they got rid of their pain and the pain went away. It's just when you can't see something on an, on a diagnostic imaging scan, people think, okay, well, you're just making it up or it's just all in your head nothing's ever just in your head. It's just not. There's there's truth in in someone's pain. It's just a matter of do you have you met the right person to guide you so that you can feel yourself release from that pain. So solid answer. Yeah. Impressive. Very impressive. All right. So you mentioned fight or flight a couple times. So how how does one go about managing that? That's a that's a very involved process. I I'll just kind of give a little bit of simplistics on it. So we're kind of familiar with this fight, flight, freeze. There's also another term called fawn, which is people pleasing. So those four states, it puts our body on high alert, sends our, our body into a state where there's high cortisol or adrenaline. And that causes a lot of muscles in our bodies to contract, often without our awareness. And we don't even realize things tense up until you're kind of at a really bad state. And then you're like, oh, man, I feel tight or I just feel like I woke up and I feel like I'm 150 years old trying to stand up or well, I, I have tight hamstrings. That's a big one that I know people are in fight or flight state when they tell me that. Um, and so there's a lot to unwind with that. Obviously, there's a mental and emotional component with working on your stresses of daily life. But there's also a physical component that's often pushed aside and people are not um, told about. And a lot of times doctors don't even know that how you put your body position. So this goes beyond posture, because when we think of posture, we think of standing or sitting posture. This goes beyond that. It's how do you position your rib cage so that your body can be in a relaxed position? When we are taught, and this goes in many industries, athletics, speech and debate, performance, military, we're taught chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut because it looks pretty and it looks like power. It looks like confidence. Yes. When we're taught that it looks fabulous, but it actually is very detrimental to your health and your nervous system. Yeah. When you lift up your ribs and stick your chest out and pull your shoulders back to somehow generate strength, you're actually kicking the, in the fight or flight nervous system that will tighten up your body and lead to injuries and chronic pain and stress, anxiety, insomnia, and surgeries. And people don't realize that based on the rib position, that contributes to it. And what happens is when you lift up your ribs and try to put yourself in that rigid position, military posture, you're causing the muscles in your back along your spine to contract. 
that fight or flight nervous system lies along that spine. So you're basically taking your muscles and saying, let me crush it and tell it to stimulate. Mm -hmm. And just to give you like a little example, so if you think about it, if you look at big animals like cats, dogs, tigers, lions, they curl up when they're resting, they're sleeping, they're reposing for the most part. When they get up, and we even do it too, what, what do they do? They stretch and they arch their back to get their back muscles to stimulate the fight or flight nervous system. And guess what? They get ready to pounce, chase, flee, whatever it is. Mm. Same thing with humans. What do we do when we're tired? We stretch back. We get those muscles to kick in and it helps wake us up. It puts us into a higher alert state. So the problem becomes when we put ourselves in a high alert state 24 seven or 16 hours of our waking day, and then you go to try to sleep and your body doesn't know how to relax or rest because you told it to be in a high alert state all the time. And so that's why so many people get into all this chronic pain because they don't know how to turn off. And what happens is when you do that and you lift your ribs up, pull your shoulders back, now you've altered your breathing mechanics. Now your breathing is going to be shallow. It's going to be in a fight or flight state of breathing and it's going to further exacerbate. So now that your body's in a fight or flight state physically and respiratorily, mental and emotional stressors are now perceived at a greater danger because we have this scale and as you go up the scale, things are perceived at a greater and greater danger. And that's when people become emotionally reactive and, you know, feel like they're tight or they're just kind of explosive or they just have pain or just can't calm down. Hmm. I just, I, I, it's not really shifting gears, right? I don't, I don't want to shift gears. But you said something that piqued my curiosity. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I do this show because I get so many different points of view about things. I've done probably six episodes on the effects of of sleep and sleep sleeplessness, and no one's mentioned that before. So, like, so how how widely known is that? It's not, and I help okay. people a lot with insomnia, and I'll speak to sleep experts, and they're like, "Wow, we've never realized this." But I literally put people to sleep all the time, whether it's on Zoom or in person. I was, I was speaking at a conference in April and literally the guy fell asleep in the middle. And it wasn't because I was boring. It was yeah. because he got a straw in his mouth, but he got so relaxed. He just nodded right off. You, and you could, see, you could just see like he was so engaged. And I was like, stop sitting like that relax back into your chair, just let go. And I just talk him through this process and it was, and he just soothed, soothed himself to sleep. So, All right. so you just bought yourself a second episode. Cause I think we got to do an entire one on, on that. Cause that's even in the fitness world, I hear constantly that people don't sleep enough, you know, constantly. So to hear something like that, that was why, like I, I leaned in when you were talking, I was like, none of the other experts I've had on has mentioned this before. So that's, I'm just curious to, to see how how widely known the, I mean because like the episode was all about sleep <laughs> you know and it never came up so yeah we'll, we'll definitely schedule a time to talk to talk deeper into that so I think that one would definitely garner a lot of engagement yeah, sure I yeah mean, I'm sure pain will too but still uh, yeah and it's a lot of it's not known but when you start to address the nervous system and it, it because it impacts everything 
it literally impacts how well you digest, how well you think, how well you focus, how well you build muscle strength, power, endurance. It affects pain. It affects sleep. It affects everything, energy. And so that's kind of why I switched away from physical therapy into looking at this world because I would get approached by so many different people with all these different afflictions. I'm like, okay, what's the common denominator? What am I missing? And as soon as I started thinking of it that way, like there has to be some commonality. And then when I realized it was this fight or flight nervous system, I'm like, okay, what do I do? And so I started studying it more and more. And I was like, okay, what can I take from my previous knowledge and apply in a different way that's not being taught out there? And I came about it because I was, it was kind of a long story about getting into Boston, running the Boston Marathon and that. And I, I figured this stuff out when I was training on a treadmill running eight miles in 55 minutes. And I got myself out of all the pain that runners usually have. I mean, literally in seconds, the pain went away. I stopped scraping, stretching, and foam rolling. I, wow. used to teach that. I used to teach that all the time. And I'm like, no more. Run 50 miles pain-free. Don't stretch. Don't foam roll. Don't scrape. And I'm just like, okay, I'll go get out the next day and go run again. And and, and, and just just go go a little, a little deeper if, if you can. I don't want you to give away all the secrets, but... Again, how do you, I mean, just stretching activates her or is there more to it? I mean, like, like, arching? No, so no stretching. There's no stretching, no arching the back. It's, it's a, it's a true process. And I say that not because I'm trying to be evasive, mm-hmm. but I used to do like one-offs where I work with someone and they'll be like, okay, now I know how to breathe. I'm like, no, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's a process. So first you have to get the body in the correct position so that it can release. And you change the breathing mechanics alongside changing the position of the ribs. Once you get there and you feel your body let go, and that's when a lot of people fall asleep, Mm -hmm. then you have to learn how to stabilize yourself there. Because if you get up and you start moving around, you're going to go back to the same old habits that you had before that stimulated the nervous system. So we want to get you to be stable by changing how you use your body That means learning how to reach differently, lift differently, walk differently, sit differently, crawl differently, sleep differently. All these things, because every movement in your daily life is either done in a fight or flight pattern or a relaxation pattern. It's it's tipped one way on that scale. Most people do. The way they move and behave is tipped onto the fight or flight scale, which is why they feel tight which is why they have trouble sleeping, why they have pain. Once you get them shifting all their patterns into a relaxation pattern, and occasionally, the way that we're designed is to go into fight or flight mode occasionally, come back out of it, go in and come back out. Because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful system. We're supposed to have it. We, we want to make sure we can have it. But you're only supposed to use it for short periods of time occasionally. It's not where you're supposed to exist. But once we change the way that you use your body, how you feel your arms and legs move and use them, it's a whole nother game. So that's why it's not just, hey, let's, it's a, it's a quick fix and boom, you have a bandaid and off you go. Yeah. It's really about this process of learning to shift yourself. And the thing is, you are doing it to yourself. You're learning the process. You're learning how to do it so no one can take it away from you. It's one thing if I just give you a prescription, say, follow this and just do it. You, you didn't learn anything. You can't apply it to the next situation. 
And that's, that's why I say it's not just, I'm going to like tell you to breathe a certain way and voila, you're fixed. It's not that at all. It is literally a process. And it sounds like this is a process that like the medical industry doesn't want, doesn't want people to know. I don't know if it's necessarily, they don't know about it. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I developed and I worked through over years and years. So it's not that they don't want people to know. They're just unaware of it. And so that's part of the reason why I get interviewed on podcasts and I speak at events is to bring awareness to it. So I have a lot of psychologists that refer people to me who are going through trauma and they need the body part while they're working on the mental part. I have regular physicians, naturopaths who refer people to me. So there are, there are different people in the healthcare world who have found out about this and will send people to me. But you know, when you're doing something new, it, it is, it's hard to get it out there. And part of it is it sounds woo-woo. And when I, when I speak to people, whether it's one-on-one or in a course, I spend a ton of time explaining the science and having people test it on themselves so they realize what I'm talking about. So that's, it's not considered woo-woo or out there. It's, I'm literally going to prove it to you on your own body. And that, that's, that's the benefit of it. It just takes a long time to get things out there. See, so with every guest I bring on, like I try to listen as an audience member, as you're talking and think like, what, what are some questions that an audience member would have? And so what popped into my mind, and I don't think this, this is just what I'm thinking someone in the audience would ask. How is this different from meditation? Um, it's not meditation at all. It's completely and utterly the opposite end of the spectrum. And so meditation is working to clear your mind and to get to a place where your mind feels clear, your worries are out of your mind and you kind of just exist. This has nothing to do with that. It's all about what can you sense in your body and what can you release in your body? So let's say you have some tight muscles in the top of your shoulders and you hold your stresses there. We want to get you to feel that you can release them just like that without anyone touching you. And by releasing them, you can now move your arm overhead and there's absolutely no pain. Or you can move your neck whatever direction you want to go and there's no pain. Or you you have to go give a speech in front of a 300 person audience and you're freaked out. Well, you we want you to feel your body make a change. So you feel your pounding heart stop. You feel those sweaty palms go away, the sweaty armpits go away, and you walk into it calm. So it has, this is all about how is your body impacting your mind? It's nothing to do with clearing your mind. Yeah, we should, uh, we should talk after this too, because like, because I help people with the fear of of public speaking. see, See that the two, like what you just described goes hand in hand, like people get those people who have stage, stage fright, they get all of that, the racing heart, the the sweaty palms, you know, the heavy breathing, it's like they yeah. get all of that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that can, de- yeah, we can probably, probably de- definitely work hand in hand in that regard. So geez, I, I wish, I wish um, I had more, more time because I have lots of questions, <laughs> but um, so when you made, when you made the shift from physical therapy into what you're doing now, yeah. How did you transition? Like, what, what was your thought process? Because one thing I share a lot on this show is that people get stuck, you know? And so you will, you will I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming something was missing in the PT realm that you saw in what you're doing now. And how did you get the courage to make the jump? Yeah, and um, 
so I did see in the PT world that you're taught, okay, if someone has shoulder pain, you look at their neck, their shoulder, and their elbow, you address the joint above and below, you do strengthening, stretching, massage, mobilization, balance training if needed or whatever. And you kind of are just said, it's kind of like throw everything at it at once and to get someone better. And, and there are there are exceptions to it. And, you know, some people have strategies in that. Yeah. But I would see so many people and I was considered a very, very, very top tier physical therapist in the Phoenix area. I was like, it, there's there's not the, quite the analysis that I really like. Like, it doesn't all make sense. Mm. I'd see people in chronic pain and they would get better kind of, but they weren't, they weren't resolving stuff. I'm like, okay, there has to be more to it. There has to be more to the body that one, I was going to admit, I, I didn't know what it, I don't know what it was. And at the time I started doing some coursework through the postural restoration Institute, looking at asymmetries in the body and how that affects movement and pain. I'm like, okay, that's another piece to the puzzle. And, and that's literally at that point is when I started, I was running on the treadmill three times a week, trying to qualify for Boston. And I started playing with stuff. I'm like, okay, what can I change about what I'm doing right now? I can feel tightness in my legs. I'm running, you know, at a really fast pace. I don't know, seven minutes, something miles. Um, I'm like, I'm doing it at four in the morning. I'm tired, but I'm, I'm achy. I have all these things. And I just start literally just started changing my body position and my breathing mechanics. And I could feel, I mean, it was a relief immediately. And I got off the treadmill. I'm like, wow, it doesn't even feel like I've been on the treadmill running for 55 minutes. I, I literally feel like this is just awesome. Like I am doing like, I'm, I'm going to stop stretching. I'm going to stop foam rolling. And so it got to a point where I, I experimented on myself for a little bit first. And then I started trying it out on people. I just asked people who I kind of knew a little bit better or patients at the time. And I just said, can I try this out on you? I'm not really sure the ins and outs, but can I try what I'm discovering on you? And some people said yes. Some people said no. Mm-hmm. And I just, the ones who said yes, they got better faster than traditional timeframes. You know, people would come in for certain injuries and you know, okay, they're going to take about this much time. And I had a, um, I had some doctors who said, do not do anything like that with my patients. And I got a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback. There were a lot of days I went home in tears, frustrated because I felt like I was stumbling onto something, but I didn't know. I didn't know all the pieces of it. I didn't have a process. I didn't have all that. I was just like, I know I'm on to something big. People, I had a guy who came into the clinic, bent over because he couldn't stand up, an older gentleman. He's like, I woke up. He was a new patient. He's like, I don't even know what to do. And I was like, hey, can I just try something on you? Just let's do some work on your nervous system and ribs just to get them into a different position. I just want to see. He's like, at this point, I don't really care what you do. And I was like, okay. And he was the great. Yeah, he did it. And he got up and he stood up and he literally kicked his leg up in the air like he was a 21-year-old cheerleader. Wow. He was so excited and was dancing around the clinic. And I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. I don't know the whole process yet, but I got to figure it out. And I had another kid who was a baseball player who had a nerve injury, couldn't lift his arm. And he came to see me because his family knew me. And they had a really famous neurologist in the Phoenix area. 
who was like, oh, I don't know, but I'll give her a chance. And he got better faster than all traditional nerve healing timeframes. And so then that doctor's like, I'm sending you every hard case I can imagine, like things I didn't even know were possible for a human to survive. I yet. And so that kind of got me to start believing in myself and, and trying to put together a process. And eventually I became known for helping people out of surgeries. And then I was still kind of stagnant because I was still fighting a lot. My boss in the clinic was not too supportive of what I was doing. Even though they could see results, they didn't like it because I was using balloons and straws and just kind of different things. Um, and so I got hired to travel around the world with a world-famous photographer to keep him out of a knee replacement surgery and an acute rotator cuff tear, biceps tear. Wow. And so I left. I traveled the world. Um, and I coached him on this process, worked on developing more. And for six months, I literally went from the Arctic to the Antarctic and then came back and decided, okay, time to push harder and start my own business and get this out there and go the hard route. And it has been, <laughs> you know, a business is really hard. And yes. especially when you have no clue how to run a business, you don't have any business background. It, it was it's kind of like your title, shut up and grind. That's kind of what I've had to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm yeah. so I'm grateful. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Cause you said something earlier too, that you didn't really know, like you knew you were onto something, but it wasn't fully defined yet. Cause again, one thing I try to make mention in almost every single show, I always tell the audience, whatever it is you want to shift to, it's already inside you. It's already there. It may not be a fully developed idea, but it's already there. Like I knew as a, as a, as a teen, I wanted to be an actor. Like that was, that was my thing. But then just as I got older, it's like, you know, some people come out of Hollywood, like not right. <laughs> you know, so, so it's like, once this podcasting thing started, I was like, Ooh, this is something I, I, like, I can control. Like I can still be in charge of it. I don't have to worry about being being censored. And even if I am, I download all the episodes. So I have them all, you know, like it can't be taken away from me. It's mine. I get to be creative and I don't have to say what other people want me to say, you know? So as I was coming out of the restaurant industry and then into fitness, you know, I, I had to make that, that same shift. Like I knew I had an athletic background. I'm a college dropout, no formal business degree or anything, but I, I managed restaurants for a long time. And so I, I just, all right, so what did this experience teach me? It's like, I learned sales forecasting. I learned how to hire and fire. I learned all the paperwork, all the accounting, all this other stuff. I learned, you know, team management, team building and all that other stuff. And I was like, I actually know a lot more than I thought, you know, cause you get caught up in that, in that imposter syndrome. And it's like, all right, but how do I run a business? I'm like, I have no idea, but you know what I do know? I know how to get people inspired. I was like, so let's just lean into that and then we can learn business stuff along the way. <laughs> you know? And so your, your story totally embodies exactly what this show is for, is to get that person that's at that crossroad, that's in a rut. They know they want to do something else, but they don't have the courage to make that step. That was why I wanted you to, to share how you made that journey like you knew you were onto something. It wasn't fully defined. It wasn't really making your money yet, but you were able to to step into it and turn it into some something global. So hats off to you. That was awesome. Thank you. And I do have to say, like, if you want your world to change, 
you have to change who you're around period it sounds cliche it sounds like yeah no way i don't i'm not going to change who i'm around if you want a different existence you literally just have to change how you're spending your time and who is making up most of your time because Otherwise, you're going to be seeing, thinking the same ideas that you were doing before that had you in the grind or wherever you don't want to be. And that was a hard reality because I still love all the people that were in my life before. I just don't spend as much time with them. Yes. But it was it's hard to take that leap and say, OK, I'm going to go join a new mastermind and learn something new and be the lowest po- person on the totem pole in terms of knowledge in this area and just work your way up. See, and just to just to add on to that, when when I was just getting started in fitness, like I said, I had my athletic background, but getting into formal fitness, I was taking a job at a local YMCA, and the fitness director was showing me around, and the general manager happened to walk by, and she's like, "This is Rob Foster. He wants he wants to be a personal trainer." Dude looks me dead in my eyes, and says, "You don't want to be a trainer. There's no money in that." You know, so had I had I just listened to him, I would have never pursued it because I've always been of the mindset. I want to talk to the people who are doing what I want. You know, so to your point, you got to surround yourself with that with that tribe. And so everything changed for me when I went to my first fitness mastermind in 2014 out in uh, Costa Mesa, California, where I was surrounded by fitness people who are crushing it, like absolutely crushing it. And. All I knew was what, what I knew. And I had this guy who's a general manager of a fitness place telling me, don't do it. And to walk me, I pursued it anyway, and I was doing okay. But just listening to the people's stories on stage and just the other, other audience members that I met and just swapping stories with them, I was like, this is a, this is a thing. <laughs> it's like I can actually take this way bigger. And so being around those right people is going to help to expand your mind because the other people in your circle, especially if they're not going after their goals, you're going to get caught by, by the crab theory and they're going to try to pull you back in. Yeah. Unfortunate how that works. Yeah. And also just as, as I've learned and gotten around a lot of high profile people is the other thing to watch out for is make sure the morals and ethics of the person that you're kind of, who is mentoring you matches with yours. Oh, yeah. Um, not everyone will have that same moral and ethical value that you have. So just make sure you're picking people that align with it because it can be a little stressful if, if it doesn't align. So really test things out first before you join a group. Talk to several people. Just kind of get a feel for it because that can get you a little bit derailed as you know, if you get pulled into a different type of path that you really don't feel that's in your heart. So. Yes, agreed. When when people are coming to my gym to join, I, I even tell them, I was like, if you're only here over price, we're not going to be the right match. I said, you want to find a trainer that can get you to your goal. You know, you might have to pay a little more, but if you're only looking for the cheapest option, you know, you're going to end up with, with someone who's just trying to survive because they have to train more and train more and train more you know, to, to make, to make their, their ends meet. I said, but if you invest a little more into someone that's going to pay more attention to you, sit down with you and hold you accountable, 
map out a, a crystal clear plan of how you can attain your goal, that's the program you want to invest in because what you're really buying, you're not buying a trainer, you're buying the end result. And I tell people, if you want that end result, I'm your guy. Like if you're searching for price, go somewhere else. Yeah. 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 It's personalities make a difference. It's you're spending a lot of time on your journey with someone and you have to make sure it's the right fit. And um, just so, cause that will help you get to your goal. Absolutely. All right. So as I said, I do have a hard out, but we got a couple minutes left. So let, let me know if you got anything going on. If you've written any books, you got programs, how can people find you all that good stuff. Sure. The easiest way to find me um, is my website. It's pabrinstitute.com. So that stands for Pain Awareness Breathing Relief. And so institute.com. That's a great way to get a lot of free resources or to learn more about different programs. I work with people one-on-one and through Zoom with clients all over the world. I also have an online group course, um, different levels for that, as well as we're starting pretty soon a video only course for those who kind of just want to do things on their own, but kind of want to learn the process and to go through it. That one won't involve, you know, feedback from me, but sometimes people just prefer kind of doing things at their own pace. And especially with people all around the world, it's a little bit easier sometimes to pick a pick up a course and do go through that. So, so that's kind of what we're going through right now. I've been in a, a couple Amazon best-selling books as a co-author. Um, those are on Amazon, and that's kind of where we're at right now. All right, and what's next for you? Um, setting up the video course, and then I also am halfway through my own book, which I'm still working on that, and that will those will be my next projects. Awesome. All right, now give us some final words, and then we'll break it down. So... <laughs> People always ask, I say, ribs down, belly out. Stop sucking your gut up and in. Let your ribs drop down. Let your belly spill out. Your belly is your gatekeeper. The more you suck it up and in, leads to more pain, more tightness, more restriction. So at least several times a day, release your belly. It's okay to have one because your digestive organs are there. Let them have space to do what they're supposed to do. Love it. You, you should switch your website to stopsuckingyourgut.com. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now the entrepreneur me wants to go buy the domain and sell it to you. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. All right, so I'm gonna be in touch because I have um, a bunch of podcast guests to uh, connect you with. Actually, I'll probably send that email when I get to the gym. And then I have a panel on November 5th. If you're available, it's a Saturday. I do it at 11 a.m. I think I think only have one or two slots left if, if you're interested. Okay. And uh, you don't have to a- answer me right right this second. Just check your schedule. And then uh, when I email you, just let me know then. And then I'll get you the rest of the info for that. And okay. thank you very much for taking the time to come and share. I said I'm definitely going to have you on again because I, I want to talk about that that sleep the sleep one. Because I think that'll be good stuff. Sounds All right. great. Have yourself a great day. I'll be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Amy. And again, I have to get back to the gym. So it's going to be a short outro today. But just make sure if you got something in your pathway blocking you, you got to do what you got to do to get rid of it. Get on that grind and make your dreams come true. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind. <laughs>